Hello and welcome back to Second Operator, the live stream podcast dedicated to portable synthesizers and Dallas music. I am your host, Shines. We have a great episode for you today. We're going to be talking to Daniela, aka Ella Violet, aka Mandala Waves on Instagram. She'll be coming to us from Berlin to speak about our musical background, instrument choices, and her experiences in the mystical realms of ambient and sound healing music. We're going to get into the interview in just a minute after the news. One more quick thing. Next week on May 5th, which is Friday, I will be actually playing a set of my latest tracks at the Meet and Bleep Synthesizer event in Raleigh. You can find out more information at Meet and Bleep on Instagram. I hope to see you there. Come say hi. There might actually be some free goodies in it for you if you do. Let's move on to today's news, or actually this week's news. we got a lot of really interesting stuff happening in the synthesizer realm. First things first, we actually have a new desktop analog drum synthesizer. AVP Synth, which I believe is based in Moscow, has released a new six-channel analog drum synthesizer called the S... Sorry, let me do that again. Called the SD6. It's a small blue... Seemingly very well-organized drum machine, looks kind of like a small blue mixer, and it's all triggered through CV inputs and MIDI inputs on the back. It looks to be a very easy-to-use, simple drum machine. And I say simple because there's actually no onboard sequencer. It's kind of an interesting choice to me. It seems like it's clearly not designed to be a standalone device, more of a device that you use along with your arsenal of other stuff, maybe even with your Eurorack system and all of your other MIDI hardware. Um, yeah, I think it's supposed to fit in very nicely with your other stuff, with your other, with your desktop arsenal. The SD6 has yet to be priced. More on that in the coming weeks. Really exciting. Um, we're actually seeing a lot of analog drum machines uh, this year, actually. We've already seen Yeah, actually in the last two years, we've seen a lot of analog drum machines kind of pop up. I think that people like to move or people are starting to want to move a little bit away from samples and start crafting their own drum sounds using analog circuitry, which is just so much fun to do. Second thing, Akai Japanese company has released a brand new updated version of their flagship MPCX called the MPCX Special Edition. And... If you're watching the stream and you can see the image, this thing is an absolute beast of a desktop synth thing. Um, It's humongous. It's about the size of a VCR and you put it on your desk. It's got a big screen on it. It's got a bunch of buttons and knobs and pads. It's really an incredible looking device. Akai is celebrating their 35th anniversary. um, Well, actually the 35th anniversary of the MPC and a sort of five-year anniversary of the original MPC-X, which this is sort of the special edition of. This box has a bunch of internal hardware updates, including upgraded RAM and storage, and it actually comes with an expanded lineup of software synths inside. Pretty cool. Other than that, you still have an amazing, gigantic 10.1-inch touchscreen, along with all of your hardware knobs and buttons that make this MPC-X truly the king of dollless jamming. Actually, a king of the Dallas studio. If you really want to go to the extreme in the Dallas world, I think this machine is the end-all be-all for you. I mean, you can design, record, sequence, mix, and master an entire album or track all on this one device. I mean, it's pretty cool. The MPC-X Special Edition is now available from Akai. 
and it's going to come in at $24.99 USD for the truly dedicated Dallas musician. Finally, in our last bit of news today, something that I'm really excited about, it's kind of a curveball this week, Critter and Guitari, a company best known for their organelle synthesizer, has introduced the Five Moons, a five-track multi-recorder that's housed in this beautiful wooden box and sports features such as loop recording and bounce-down layering. You can record to any of its five tracks using its built-in eighth-inch mono inputs. You can then loop and layer as much as you want. And at the end, when you filled up all five tracks, you can bounce those down into one track straight on the device and then start layering using the other remaining tracks again. And you can do that process as many times as you want. So you really do have an unlimited amount of tracks that you can layer and bounce down and layer and use. Pretty awesome stuff. Five Moons is USB-C powered, and it has a micro SD card port on the back, which according to Music Radar will hold about 20 hours of audio at 16-bit, 48 kilohertz quality. I believe that is if you are using a 64 or th- I think it's a 32 gigabyte card. Five Moons is available now for 325 USD. Check out the Critter and Guitari website for more information. For those of you watching the stream, this is actually ridiculously exciting. It is basically looks like a small wooden version of Teenage Engineering's TX6 portable mixer. Although this one is much more about recording rather than just mixing down. I believe the Teenage Engineering TX6 does not actually do any recording unless you, you know, shove a USB drive into it. Um... But it's kind of an interesting parallel here. And we have Teenage Engineering with their OP1 Field and their TX6 Portable Mixer. And then you, of course, have Critter and Guitari with their Organelle Synthesizer, which is, uh, many people say it is a OP1 contender. Um, and then you have this little uh, five-track multi-recorder. So it's weird. It is definitely surface level. It's just kind of in looks. But I am seeing some interesting parallels here. It's really Kind of awesome. Obviously, the Critter and Guitari stuff will be at a fraction of the cost of the Teenage Engineering um, field uh, things, but it is kind of cool. Um, according to Critter and Guitari's website, this device, the Five Moons, can actually integrate with Eurorack stuff. Um, according to the manual of this little multi-track recorder, each of the inputs and outputs can also act as 3.5 millimeter TS jacks. So you can actually patch modules through it. Um, I believe then you can mix them down, loop them, and you know just do all sorts of stuff to your control voltage. That um, yeah, that's super super cool. What a versatile little box, and it's a little wooden box. It's a very friendly looking device. I definitely want one. Um, Probably will be heading to the Critter and Guitari website shortly after this podcast. All right, without further ado, let's go ahead and give a very warm welcome to Daniela, who plays 80s-inspired desktop synthesizer music as Ella Violette, but also produces ambient music using synthesizers as well as flutes, drums, and other instruments as mandala waves right on Instagram. Let's go ahead and welcome Daniela to the show. So actually, can we maybe just start with maybe just like say who you are, your tell us a bit about your background in music, and um, maybe tell us a bit about like the first instruments that you learned to play as well. Uh, I'm Daniela, and like my love for music, as far as I can remember, like 
where where I was born because I immediately felt uh, like this strong connection with music. Mm-hmm. So when I was a child, and I can remember, I asked my parents uh, to study an instrument, and this instrument was the violin. So I started with the violin. Uh, I started with classical uh, music, classical way of doing it, mm-hmm. and uh, and then playing classical music. So I had all this uh, music uh, I was reading, and I was playing just that, and I was exercising a lot on the violin. Violin, so that was my uh, my approach. Wow, was it the? Um, did you did you go through the Suzuki method by any chance? No, but I knew it. Like my teacher was uh, talking also about that. We didn't wow. do that, but I know uh, a lot. And actually, I was attracted more <laughs> to that for some reason. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that has all of like the the classical music greatest hits, right? All the different like things that Mozart and Bach and and classical composers would make, and then they just kind of, from what I remember, because I was actually classically trained on violin as well. Um, and I, I did Suzuki and it was really, they really just drill you on every note and you just practice the song, you know, over and over again. From, from what I remember, you learn very well how to play the instrument, but I think songwriting, actual music composing is not, you don't really learn that in that method, right? (laughs) Yeah. Exactly, but yeah. also in the matter. So it was not Suzuki, but also how I was training. That was the point. So I really mm-hmm. like uh, reading music, uh, know how to play music, training, uh, training on classical music, and then I like all the rest of the stuff. <laughs> wow! Can you tell me how you started writing music? How did that kind of come around from that? Mm, I think it just flowed naturally. I think the the first time I was also a child, I remember that I had this uh, school keyboard and I wanted to just compose my song. Then I didn't finish the song. But I mean, I started to to try to understand how to compose a song and writing also lyrics on, on top of it. Then I didn't do that for really long. And then, I, and then in the years, sometimes I was... I, I had this resistance actually, so I started and then quit and started and quit because it never felt like mm-hmm. um, exactly what I wanted to compose. So there is a whole story in my resistance then to compose, compose music and uh, and how the flow went wow. to uh, arrive to really like then doing music. And where you are now currently. Interesting. I think a lot of people go through that where they are writing music for a long time and then all of a sudden either something happens and they stop or maybe they just kind of lose interest or in your, you know, what you were saying is maybe there was a moment where it just wasn't sounding the way that you wanted it to. So um, can you tell me a little bit about what brought you back into um, the the creation of music? It it was this force inside me that was really uh, like always trying to (laughs) go out. In, in times in the years, it was really like, it's kind of, it's not me, it was not my mind. There was like, this is what you're supposed to be. And that was, and there was so, like signs all around me. And then people around me doing music. Uh, and then uh, like I was seeing uh, some tools fr- uh, around me and then um, other big st- Science, like I live in a building that has musical notes on top. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> or things like that, and then 
like just uh, events, people trying to bring me back to, to music. While I ha was having resistance, I always have in the years like people, okay, can you come and sound the violin because that was the instrumental? Or can you uh, also participate to this and this? So I was always there in my in my life. At some point, I, I, I say, okay, drop the resistance. Um, I know my love... Uh, for music was immense, but it's kind of like I don't want to do it because I'm afraid I will. Um, because I respect music so much, <laughs> I, <laughs> something like that. And then I dropped the resistance because it just was coming from any direction, and this force inside me was not. That is super cool. So you were you were brought back into music by a force sort of outside of yourself, but then you realized it is in it is in uh, you. Yeah. Yeah, outside and inside together, kind of. Cool. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, you've really been pulled into music by all sorts of different forces, and that's that's a really cool feeling. I mean, that's, um, you know, music or just art in general. I think we all have some capacity for it within us that we are led to do, but a lot of times it might take external you know, people that are like, hey, you need to, can you come and play violin here for my composition? Or, yeah. hey, can you draw this for me or something that sometimes that really does encourage us to, to continue. Yeah, especially when you're, when you have all this insecurity, like I, mm. I had for, for reason, like for many reasons. And then I really need this, also these external signs and people and yeah. And of course, the strong feeling inside myself. Wow. And I say, okay, let's do it. Doesn't matter how good you are, and then it's a process. And then embrace the process, like enjoy the process. All these things arrive to me. It's uh, to find your style and things, which I'm still in the, in this process, by the way. Wow. That's why, like, I'm doing different things. And yeah. Wow. How many years would you say you've been doing this sort of new or kind of music that you're doing? Four years, yeah. Four years, okay. So yeah, four years yeah. or so since you've been kind of called back into the music community. Yeah, or five, yes, mm -hmm. five. Yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. <laughs> Would you say that um, this is just kind of going off into your community that you have, that the one that has pulled you into it? Were they your friends? Did you have like a notice board that you went through? How did they know that you played music to then ask you? Uh, in the years, so it happened also before I really started, and then I was putting resistance. They knew, like, yeah, this is weird. Like the, talking, I I always say, yeah, I study violin, and I think that was the main things. But then they knew I like love seeing. They probably saw me always with headphone listening to music and listening to, and it, like it, it, it probably was clear that I. <laughs> into music so mm -hmm. I was always listening to music and I love to sing so I was singing all the time oh, cool. even if yeah and wow so, okay so you were you were really just kind of more like demonstrating that you had a love for music and then you had the ability to play it by you know telling people or not keeping it a secret that you played violin or like to sing or just loved music in general and I think you know, I really think that's a big part of getting pulled into any kind of community to then participate in there is yeah. to not hide anything. I think that's a really beautiful way to, to be called yeah. into the world of music. How cool. <laughs> wow. So how did you transition from then to, you know, playing music for your friends and being part of that little world to now making music on your Instagram account? How did that uh, begin? 
So it also flow naturally because my, my friends and, and in this sense, I was included in some type of projects that were like playing violin or like more, they were, for example, people using Do, so composing music and doing tracks in that way. And I started to approach some tool and then I felt, and then I um, uh, felt my way of doing like I felt this attraction for the synthesizer. I discovered the word of synthesizer, which, nice. by the way, like I understood. I always loved uh, synth music, so I was also a lot into synth wave and uh, 80s music and everything. But cool. I, and then I remember I was going this uh, music shop and was attracted by this stuff. But I feel like intimidated, and then I decided, okay, I would buy one because I had this intuition, like it's. And uh, and then there I discover everything and I, like I can have an epiphany of um, that how I want to do music and I uh, start to experiment and then it come naturally I want to share uh, things um, because I, as I was sharing either stuff because I started a bit on my personal Instagram profile and I always also was in. A, um, photography and video as well as another things I like oh, wow. and then and then I just okay sometimes I was playing I was recording and sharing just the simple things and from there I discovered like putting hashtag and everything the whole community and yep. <laughs> and that was amazing because it it allowed me to discover so many instrument technique uh awards like it everything open like when i started and i discovered what's what's going on on instagram wow (laughs) it really it really is a whole world out there i mean have you ever participated in the january the january stuff uh no i wanted and then i never did it also the there was the beatober i think oh yeah 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 (laughs) Uh, i always like i was thinking yes i will do and then for some like reason i never did it but it's very interesting yeah yeah it's fun i mean that's just it just comes to show just how big that world is that you then discovered can i ask what that synthesizer was the very first one that you got the micro karg oh wow you know that i think is a first synthesizer for a lot of people it's a very friendly all-in-one sort of instrument right yeah what was it that so much so much fun with it and, and it opened like everything wow. uh, and then I, and I was okay. Wow. What kinds of things did you do with the microcorg? Like it was, I was just trying experimenting and then I was doing like um, different kind of things. I cannot even remember. Like it was just, I was just so excited of the cool. sound I can uh, make mm-hmm. on it. And then, yeah. That's super cool. I think, I think, um, it's a good first synthesizer for a lot of folks here yeah. to get into creating different sounds or, or um, what are they like patching on that synthesizer. Yeah. Um, the main reason I got one, or it was actually my brother that got one, but um, it had a vocoder built into it. So you can do things with your yes. voice. And I'm yes, curious if exactly. you, if you tried anything of that sort out on it as well. Yeah. yeah, It's, uh, it's also that part was super cool because as, as I was saying, then I really like to play with my, like my bo- to sing, but also do experiment with the voice. And that was super cool. Wow. <laughs> That's so cool. Is um, do you feature the microcorg in any of your current Instagram videos? 
Uh, I think there there is a like it's not visible, but yeah, there is something that uh, was made, um, and uh, I there is the microcord um, as a bass, let's say, like, and then I was um, playing pan flute on top. Oh, cool. <laughs> so the, the, because I like flutes and like and I, I like to f- um, this fusion between the synthesizer and then instrument like flute and drums and yeah that is super cool um so what is the how do you pronounce the name of your current instagram um profile uh mandala waves or the ella violet ella violet okay which um can you tell me which one came first ella violet or mandala waves uh so ella violet exists existed okay. <laughs> before because it was my personal profile thing oh, and I okay. think I started to put my first first what I was saying mm-hmm. there because and uh, and then I decided okay I need a separate profile where I do my experiment especially cool. the sound dealing cool mm, because then I got this idea and then I would call it Mandala Waves wow. because the name arrived and I would do like it would be kind of anonymous Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a project. It's it's this container that where there would be this stuff, and um, the other one is my personal pro- profile. And then I knew it. My personal profile became also music profile, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the, which is uh, now uh, what I'm what I'm doing also there. Yes. but a bit different because it's me doing music and finding my style and doing more like trying to because it's, i'm still in process <laughs> right uh, right well we're like all track, still learning yeah st- yeah uh track, wow. stru- uh, structure music with rhythm and like some structure and where i can put any style basically so there cool. is this difference even if they intersect each other because of course there is my like style and energy and yeah right right that makes sense that's really cool I, and i think more um, in Mon- in the Mandala Waves profile, I'm seeing your blend of the sort of the organic or the, uh, you know, your pan flutes and your drums together with those synthesizers. And I think that's a really, really cool um, direction that your music has taken. Whereas in Ella yeah. Violet, you're seeing a lot more of your synthesizer-based compositions, yes. a lot more 80s and beats and, and melodies yeah, exactly. and things of that nature. Exactly. So I think that's a really smart thing to sort of separate the two and have Mandala Waves, your your alternate profile, be something more experimental and a lot exactly. more... Um, yeah, you're trying a lot more things in it. So that's really, really awesome. And yeah. let's actually, um, what we'll do is let's take a quick break now. And I'm going to play one of your tracks from Mandala Waves. And okay. when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about how you got into the whole sound healing world, the world of ambient, um, in right just a minute.
So we have just listened to your track. Um, does it have a name? Uh, no, I mean, I think I call it space meditation because I had this feeling that could be um, like have this sound that have to bring you in this other dimension, cool. but also uh, like good for meditation. Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. Can you tell us what the instruments are? I think that's an arteria, right? Yeah, microfreak, and then there is a. Uh, it's called Ravas drum. It's a mm. kind of ang drum, but it's uh, this specific one is Ravas drum, which I love. <laughs> it's just uh, an amazing instrument that you can play as it is, and especially um, the feeling. Also, while you're playing, you feel the vibration on the instrument on you, and it's kind of healing. It's a good feeling to play it. Wow, oh, that's really, how how big is that drum? You're kind of sitting and playing it, right? Yeah, it, it's big. Like like I cannot uh, really <laughs> like it, it's also heavy. So yeah. Oh wow. Big. So yeah, I guess that yeah. kind of lends itself to then pu pushing the vibration sort of through your your body. Really, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So how um so we'll kind of start talking a little bit about sound healing and, and what that sort of means. So you're mentioning vibrations through the body, which from my very, very limited understanding of sound healing and that sort of world is what, you know, vibrations are, are what it's all about. Can you tell us a little bit about what sound healing sort of means uh, either to you or just in general? Okay. Um, yes. Um, I was always uh, like, attracted to sound healing as a practice. Um, I was in this process where uh, I was re-entering like the music world, I say, or doing music. I also um, start to do a lot of meditation and uh, go into sound bath, sound journey especially. And that was for me amazing, like this merging of this like sound, use it in this way. And I start to like, um, having this feeling like especially in the gong bath like this cosmic sound this this amazing sound that was affecting the whole body hmm. and i was like whoa that's uh i need to know more about this like this really it's a topic i want to dive into uh and it sounds so connected to like it was connecting to the fact that i love music and uh not just uh also playing music hmm. and uh, but really understand sound. So what sound is, what, what is vibration frequency, like go in this world of... Uh, in the sound healing world. Learning, yes. Yeah, yes. learning about all these things wow. and how the sound affects our brain and our body, the cell and, and this, because I can really perceive the effect. And by the way, I was always like, even before that, I remember I was so fascinated about Tibetan ball, uh, shamanic drums, so shamanic all, all these uh, flutes. So there are these flute, um, this big flute, uh, also Native American flute, and I have some. Cool. Um, but the bansuri, but all the other the the flute that were that are used in some of these. Wow! Yeah, you mentioned a sound bath. What what instruments or what kind of situation would that be? Um, situation where you just gong bath, so you go there, they play gong, you just lay down and have this, yeah, it's like you are immersed in the sound. Wow. Um, and then there are other situations where you do meditation, uh, other practice, yoga, and then at the end, you have this 
uh, at the end or other part. And then there are this sound journey that mm. combine different instruments and they like uh, lead you to some state of meditation to arrive to the deep state of meditation and then go out of the deep state of meditation with this different instrument depending on their frequency. So that's also amazing because you do the whole journey in this uh, mesh of sound. Oh, that's super cool. How do you feel about synthesizers being in the sound healing world? Do you feel that most... From what I am hearing, it's mostly gongs, drums, actual physically vibrating instruments. So how do you feel about the frequencies generated by a synthesizer and how they can affect you? Yeah, that's a, a question I was also always asking myself. Like, it is, it is good to mix this soup for, like, the way of sea sound healing. And uh, at the end, I just felt since I was lead to do that, because I really like this fusion of this uh, kind of instrument mm-hmm. and the synthesizer, that I wanted to do the, this because um, after uh, also talking about the community, I discovered how many people also were experimenting this, actually. So oh, I saw many other people that I've seen, and then Tibetan bowls, uh, crystal singing bowl, oh. or mixing the two things together. And also discover people that in this uh, kind of event, they do music with both, wow. which was okay. So we are, so there are uh, people that are having this feeling mm-hmm. to merge these two things that it felt like uh, merging ancient with futuristic and having a new way to do some dealing or, which to me seems amazing because I like this um, combination. I like to combine things and I like what synthesizer can do that yeah. can create many, like this vast, immense uh, <laughs> type of sounds. There are also ethereal um, space. I like, I have this connection with <laughs> like sound that bring you like in space while there can be other people more connected to nature sound. Right. Like for me, see. Yeah, ocean and sea, and then creating this sound that for me reminds of space. And then mixing it with this bowl, crystal singing bowl and Tibetan bowl or drums. I also have a shamanic drums, and cool. I still have not post anything, but I, I am playing like singing oh, and nice. shamanic drums. Yeah. So that's coming. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. You know, so, I think that, that having both elements in there is actually really, that makes a lot of sense. Um, what would you say you create with your synthesizer? So do you, um, that makes this sort of cosmic vibe. Do you use effect pedals? Do you have reverbs? What kinds of sounds and tones do you think w- really create yeah. that vibe? I, I put a lot of reverb and I love shimmer. Uh, oh, yeah. Shimmer, shimmer is the best. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really love that kind. And I'm like, I really love to, to um, now diving deep in how it is how this song is created so when i also work another way and i i I understand Mm -hmm. how i can create the effect and make me understand how the song works how how the the um, everything works and create this and then connect me because i have also the brain that is very mathematical i Mm -hmm. i'm also a programmer and then i discover how many people how this is so interconnected so uh, and how many people like me are like kind of studying all the mathematical and the 
all this kind of stuff connected to sound mm. and really... oh they're starting to really study the frequencies as a as a science yes. yeah yes. oh that's super cool uh, and I, like the information I, I was thinking I want to know I want to know and how long it would take me to really arrive to the point yeah. but it doesn't matter like this what it, it I learn in all this process so I step by step will have the information and I in the meantime creating and in the meantime uh, in the time that is required let's yeah. say yeah oh that's but awesome this is another, yeah this mm -hmm. is another blockage I noticed the fact that you like kind of maybe you can be scared about all the things you need to learn and the information you can have and never feel qualified or like uh good uh, prepared enough yeah uh, but it's completely okay that there is a process right <laughs> no arrive. it's it's yeah. it's it's important to know that we can't know everything about yeah. Yeah. you know a specific topic you know and something like sound exactly. healing too it's very it's very personal i think to each person how one person will i guess engage with the sound frequency. I think everyone does work a little bit differently there. You know, some people will prefer drums or flutes and, and others can, can really vibe to the shimmer reverb on a, a Arteria exactly. synthesizer. So that's really interesting. I mean, that that's, you really, you do really raise a good point about this is all an experimental process and just diving in and actually doing it is really, that's the practice. That's the name of the game. So I think that's, yes. that's excellent. Um, do, do you have, like, let's say some of our listeners out there are looking to start getting into ambient music or sound healing music. Is there anything that they should maybe look for or listen for when they're creating that, that you can maybe say that's, that's something that you should follow? Um, follow like a mm -hmm. profile of people that, Oh, um, as in like I, when, when no. you're listening, when you're in the, the creation of say mm -hmm. you're, you're making a sequence or you're playing a chord on your synth, is there a moment that clicks where you feel like you're getting more into that healing sort of vibration? Is there something that if I was creating something that I should try and listen out for? I, I always think like just while you're doing that for mm. me it's like you are in a meditation moment and mm. you're kind of channeling something at least is how i feel so i think each person in that moment if really go in contact with the mm -hmm. portal in itself that uh, and the connection and it will feel exactly so that that's the thing to 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 try to go to to go into the, this meditation state is the best more and more like and then you will you will feel you enter that state and that is the moment where i think the the for me it's even the hands are moving by the cell phone the like even wow. the knobs of the synthesizer or uh, because it's i'm i'm in that state and it's how i like to to do it uh, like how i feel is really coming through me uh and uh, from outside to, mm -hmm. to create something to do. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you're channeling something else. Yeah, exactly. Very exactly. cool. Wow. Okay. So that's something, I mean, is there any way you can really prepare for that? Do you do, you know, yoga or meditations before you create music? Mm -hmm. So I do meditation often, but I can say sometimes, so, uh, can be that maybe before I, I do meditation, but 
sometimes no sometimes i feel like okay now <laughs> i have the moments like i feel i really have this force that i was saying before inside me mm-hmm. and i stay there and slowly enter so it can be that i start to play and it's like normal and then i enter a moment where i really in the state and things are start to go by themselves cool. and i feel yeah it's the moment <laughs> where i'm channeling really Oh, that's awesome. It feels sort of like this conversation we started, you know, a while ago, and now we're here. (laughs) It's great. I mean, it's really has just flowed um, sort of like a meditation. But I think that's really good advice for people getting into it is really, you know, set those intentions um, and then try and practice getting into that flow state where you're almost channeling something outside of you. You're not really the one turning the knob, something else, or you're being sort of guide, you're guiding uh, this yeah. sort of meditative process i think that's that's very very nice yeah, yeah. it's like you're the the yeah the channel the you're used mm-hmm. by another force to to bring that yep. and uh cool that feels amazing also because it just feels great <laughs> it's kind of yeah. it's it's therapeutic to you as well as you know yeah, people yeah. that might be listening so that's really great um, so we're going to wrap things up here in just a little bit here. Um, do you have any advice for people that are just kind of getting started on synthesizers in general or on sy- synthesizer Instagram? I think what I was saying before, to not be uh, scared or overwhelmed at the beginning, thinking, oh, it's like a lot to learn. And then they feel, because at least for me, it was uh, the approach for synthesizer. Like, I need to uh, learn many things. And then I wanted uh, at the same time, mm-hmm. Uh, be able to use it to to really be able to have the flow I wanted and then um, so for me uh, and then I was seeing this thing like you see the community and you see mm-hmm. this super amazing talented they know how to play every instrument they know how to interconnect the instrument at the beginning I was like wow like I don't know anything I would do <laughs> I mean it seems so difficult it seems intimidating mm-hmm. and then I would say to not be because it seems complicated maybe at the beginning and then once you start a process and it's uh, like a flow where you specifically uh, will understand what you need for what you want to do mm. uh, so for you you uniqueness is the word in English mm. um, you will uh, learn the things that you're required to learn you cannot know anything <laughs> that, that's the thing because uh, mm-hmm. or at least maybe there, there is someone that knows almost everything I don't know <laughs> I don't think so <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but in the process you will start to learn everything that you will need for your personal journey in in synthesis and synthesizer that's great yeah just following that journey and progressing it as far as as you want it to go i think that is excellent advice for people just getting started with synths um before we go do you have any current uh, projects that you want to maybe you know do a a plug for any albums coming out or any shows or community events that you might want to talk about not that more. I think there would be things, but I I still have in the um, in this uh, resistance on some level. So I had some requests show and everything, and I feel no, maybe it's not yet the moment, because I also follow this. Uh, I will know where in the, where is the moment. There will be a. a exact moment where i but yeah i i am working on um a p let's say but i don't have a i i'm not planned where it will be out because i will feel 
I don't put on myself a deadline on this. <laughs> so Right. You will know. You will feel when it is yeah, ready. Yeah, I will feel. I am all on this. Like, I, I, I cool. am on flow and feeling and, yeah. I think that's an excellent way to approach music. Just do it by feel. You know, a lot of people do it by ear and stuff. But I think there's putting deadlines is one thing. But I think just letting it kind of channel through you, I think that's a really great way to get get your music out there. Yeah. Cool. I have my approach. Like I yeah. just can be in this approach. Otherwise, I start to I start to add blockage. That that's oh, the, uh, the thing. Yeah. Wow, that's a good that's a good practice to get into. And I think um, we'll we'll definitely be keeping an eye on your Instagram profile for new videos. I mean, you have two Thank two you. of your Instagram profiles. I'm really excited about you know both of them. Um, so Thank yeah, you. we'll really keep an eye on on those. And if there's any news about EPs or anything like that, yeah, we'll definitely will, yeah. we'll definitely keep an eye out as well. Cool. Well, is there anything that you want to close on? Any other um, shout outs or anything for the community? I'm so amazed by the music community, the synthesizer community. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you so much for being on Second Operator with us today. Thank. Thanks yeah. to you. Thanks for having me. It was super nice. Yeah. Thank you. You can find Daniela on Instagram at Ella Violet or at Mandala Waves. You've been listening to Second Operator. Thank you so much for joining us here on the live stream and for being part of this amazing community. If you want to get in touch with me with any news or community shout outs, you can connect with me on Instagram at second.operator as well as on Twitter at second underscore operator. You can also find us right here on YouTube at youtube.com slash at symbol second operator and eventually you'll find us on every podcasting platform in the known universe if you'd like to support our show we are on patreon at patreon.com second operator there's currently two tiers available and both tiers will get a cool second operator sticker so if you're interested please go check that out it would mean the world to me if you did next week we are going to be interviewing world traveler lupin the verb Fresh back from a trip to Japan, we'll be unpacking his trip along with all of the amazing OP1 field jams he's been creating while abroad. Please keep an eye on my Instagram page for more details as well as the actual date that that interview will be happening live. Again, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us today. I've had an amazing time being your host. Um, it's just a humbling experience to be able to talk to everybody and actually connect with you live like this in the community. So thank you so much. I'm so happy that I get to do this. And we will see you in the next episode. See ya. <laughs>